my wife is half Korean, half German. So she has this Korean tradition. We said when he's one year old, we're going to put out all of these objects. You know, we put a calculator, microphone, football, you know what I mean? And see what he crawls to, you know? And we were all behind him, like, trying not to influence him. We let him start crawling. He was crawling. And we're just like, oh, oh. And we're like, go for the calculator. Go for the, <laughs> go for the book. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And he grabbed that damn microphone. I was like, ah, oh, that's my boy. But no. I'm back around going, shit, here we go, you know? <laughs> I know I have a lot of sports fans who listen to this podcast, and I, I truly do thank you all because I know many of you knew me in my former life being on ESPN, and you just followed me from there over to here. And I'm sure more than a few of you were surprised that Jamel Hill is Unbothered is not a sports podcast. I consider this to be a people podcast because this is where I get to converse or conversate since that is a word now, with really interesting people. Well, today's podcast is probably going to be a little bit more sportsy than some of the other ones that you've heard, but in a fun way. And it's also not my fault because my guest today is such a big Lakers fan and a big Saints fan and has so many sizzling sports takes that y'all just going to have to tolerate the sports today. Uh, joining me today is Omar Gooding. Yes, the brother of Cuba Gooding Jr. You've seen him in a number of roles, uh, but the one that probably doesn't get discussed enough is his role on the now defunct show, Playmakers, which used to be on ESPN. And because the NFL was hating, they took away that goodness from us. Um, and if you don't even remember that show or know nothing about it, you are in for a treat and an education. Coming up next, P. My man, Omar Gooden. So, uh, Omar, let's start this by talking about your feet. I like that. I All like right? that. Let's talk about your feet. We talked about uh, uh, fresh out the pedicure. Fresh out the pedicure the, spot. Yeah, yeah. I went to, you know that they they banned the little scraping thing to get the heel. <gasps> they don't do that anymore. They don't do the scraping thing no more. That was the shit. She slapped some gel. Oh, I didn't know we can curse. Good you can curse. Yeah. Uh, she slapped the um, the gel at the heel, really? and she let it sit there for an extra seven minutes. Mm. And it took up shit. Boom! Ain't no cracks in it. Ain't nothing. You look like regular toes now. You like got got a whole new foot. A look whole at that. new foot. I said, okay. Okay. What did you do? She said, well, the acid burns and it takes the flesh right off. I said, say what? She did not warn me that it was acid that she put on my toes. But they do feel they feel good. Okay, because you did kind of come yeah. in the podcast studio with that fresh pedicure confidence. I did have my toes all out. Yeah, got he got, he got his toes all out. <laughs> he out here bad, you know. You just out here I'm doing just saying, my, toe, my toes is out. There. So a lot of men good. don't like to get pedicures. Well, a lot of men are insecure about this. Okay. You know, the same men won't take their socks off in public. You know? I know so some men like, like that. You know, you see my socks is off, and um, you know, I just don't get the, the painting. One time I got the clear. One time they said, "Trust me, just do." Well, no, no. She said, "She trust me." Tr yes, I use Asian, Asian women do my feet, and it, that's not racist. It's most pedicures. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <clears throat> for a second, my, my producer here was looking like, "Where's <laughs> this going? Where's, Where's this, going? this going? What are cut, we doing?" Cut commercial. Cut yes. commercial. Commercial. <laughs> no, but she asked me, um, you know, if I wanted a clear coat. I was like, "I don't want to put nothing on them. Just you know, make sure they they smooth and whatnot." But it said, you know, it's clear. So I did that once, but then once it dries and starts cracking, it looks worse than when you went up in there. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just just keep mine straight. We'll so how, how long you been getting pedicures? Um, about a week. 
About a week. So yeah. this I is I got your... tired of the jokes, and they were watching get a pedicure. Fine, fine. And they they didn't tell me it comes with a massage. I've been doing this all my life. So uh, yeah, you would have been on this earlier. Had I known, so I is getting... this your first pedicure or your second? No, no, no. I, you know, like I said, I tried it before, way right. back in the day when mm-hmm. I was woo-woo, and everybody started talking mess about it. I said, all right, like that. I won't do that no more. But um, <laughs> I've circled back around. You know, you get to forty. Well, Once welcome you pass to forty. You're like, welcome to let me get a pedicure. Welcome to pedicure high and a foot rub and a foot rub. So now time. that you know the foot rub and wait and acid. And the acid. Yeah, Wait till you graduate acid. and uh-huh. you get the stone. The stone on your... Oh, yeah. The hot stone. Uh-huh. They put the hot stone on your calves. What? Oh, yeah. Wait till that. See, you you, you just get started in this game. Why no, 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 no. It feels amazing. Trust yeah. me. Hot stone. And if you really, if mm-hmm. you really, really feeling real adventurous, <laughs> if you go to... So I think they probably have them here, too. But if you... Uh, I've seen them mostly in foreign countries. Right. Where they have the fish eat... The dead skin on your feet. The fish eat the dead skin. On your feet? It's amazing. All right, and that's our time. Thank you guys for calling in. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're happy Look, to, uh... you, since I want to welcome you fully into this pedicure hive. I want to get the feet with the fish on it. The... I know. Mm. It sounds real crazy. Eating my belly. You ain't on me, homie. I feel like they were... This is for Johnny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, look, obviously, uh, you know, you're somebody who, um, well, you got a great sense of humor, number one, which a lot of people who have followed your career have always known, even though I feel like you've been able to kind of play both serious people Sometimes some would say crazy people, um, <laughs> but also kind of funny, lighthearted right, right. kind of people. So right. um, do you have a preference for one or the other drama, comedy? Like, I mean, it's it's kind of like my question is, you know, what would you rather do all day, laugh or cry? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You If you go there and you get a real serious role and it requires you to cry and be depressed or, you know, just really serious and it, it takes its toll, you know, and I do a sitcom, we're going into our seventh and eighth season, it's like... It's fun. You laugh all day long. You know, it's a lot of lines. Sometimes you get a little headache and you snap on some people and whatnot and they get mad at you and they call you kind of all the time diva, this and that. I'm sorry. It's a lot of lines, but I do my I do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Hold <laughs> it down. Uh, but no, but I prefer comedy definitely, you know, especially uh, from a young age, you know. So the cool thing, the journey was sitcom, sitcom, sitcom. And I used to want to try to break in to movies, but they didn't take us seriously back then. You know what I mean? So it was like you had to... Someone had to take a chance on you, and that person was John Singleton, who called me up and said, you know what, I saw you in a bit role on um, one movie for TNT right, called Freedom Song. We did, wow, about that's the, a deep dive yeah, right there. Okay. We, and I had a, a bit role, me and Jason Weaver, shout out to Jay Weave, and uh, we played some of the kids that did the sit-ins in Mississippi. And uh, he said he saw me in one scene and a face I made and said, you will be sweet being baby boy. I said, what? I said, well, send me the script. Let's see what we're talking about. And I read the script, and I was like, What? How could he know, you know, I mean, he knows I grew up in L.A., but, you know, he's seen me on sitcom, sitcom, sitcom. I've never met the man other than, like, one time on uh, Boys in Hood set when I came to see my brother and whatnot. Um, but that was it. So I was, just, I was so shocked that he saw that in me. But if you look at the movies that he's done, you see a pattern. He'll take someone from one, you know, he'll take a rapper and make him a great actor, you know, or an look, unknown look, and make him an icon. Look what, you know uh, what I'm with Regina King. I mean, exactly. most of us at that point, we had only known her as as Brenda on This goes on. Morris Chestnut, Cuba Gooding Jr. Who are these people? All of a sudden, they're icons, thanks to John. You know, Ice Cube. Yeah, he's a great rapper, but can he act? Oh, God damn. Yes, he can. Tupac. Like, come on, you know. So so he's a bad boy. For him to see that in me, uh, it changed the trajectory of my, uh, my life, basically. But my career, you know, I, the phone started ringing now for, for serious roles. Uh, after that, you know, but I had to prove myself. And, uh, you know, it was funny. Like, how'd you pull that out? And John, like I said, was a great, he was a supreme motivator. Um, but, you know, 
being in LA, I met a couple people. They said, oh, man, are you playing that, that sweet pea role? I said, oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to kill that. They're like, <laughs> good luck, bro. I was like, what? Okay. You know, and I kind of took that like, all right, all right, you know, I'm going to show them. And um, I remember the first thing we did was uh, in the garage uh, with the prayer and the bike. And uh, oh, not the prayer, rather, but the, you know, him saying he wants to be saved. And uh, that was the first, John said, this is the scene that we are sending to Sony. To continue our, our funding, like they're gonna see this, you know what I mean? Out that the gate the when same. they went this oh, one, oh, we oh. first one out the gate in the movie. Okay. Let's go! I want you to jump up and down, get your heart racing, do some push-ups. But you know what I mean? So by the time he said action, my heart was just beating out of my chest. You know what I mean? And that was kind of the the tempo that was set, the tone that was set from jump day one. So yeah, it's funny because I was gonna wait till later in the podcast to do a deep, <laughs> a deep dive that. into Baby Boy, but now that right. we're here, now that you've given me the perfect we started with segue, feet. I, we, we know where to go. We, baby you're right, boy. nowhere to go but to, of course, to Baby Boy. Um, so uh, that movie is so interesting because I remember the first time I saw it. I saw it in the theaters. I was thinking, what did I just watch? Right. <laughs> what, just, what just happened? <laughs> we spent so much time trying to make this like the number one drama of all times, the number one hood classic drama, dramatic, real, and every, I'd say about 80% of the people that saw it came up to me and said, that was the funniest movie I've ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> that was just, I laughed nonstop. I was like, damn, I didn't realize we were doing a comedy, brother, but thank you. He's like, no, I'm just saying, you know, it was so real that I was, it was funny as shit. And I was like, thanks, brother. Well, I guess that's why my reaction to it, uh, we, <laughs> a friend of mine told me and my girl to go see it. We were like, that might be the most hood shit I've never seen in my life. <laughs> For real. But yeah, but it was, it was funny, good substantive yeah. hood. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the character that you played, um, you know, it's a it's a phrase I continue to say mm -hmm. all the time. Unstable mm -hmm. creatures, man. Yeah. Unstable yeah. creatures. <laughs> it's like my word. favorite phrase. I ain't going to call you that, but right. you are unstable creatures. You know, it's funny. That, it, it, <laughs> the brilliance of John Singleton will never be measured. A lot of people, you know, you, you see a film or a television show and you kind of wonder how much was the writing and how much was the actor's choice and how much was the director's choice to let the actor do his thing. So it's like on family time, it's written in a way that we have freedom to do what we want. So we get the basic stuff out the way, and then you see punchline, punchline, punchline. That's a lot of our own punchlines that we're throwing into the writers. With John Singleton's film, what he did was he allowed, we did two weeks of rehearsal, real like intense, would love to see this footage, me and Ving Rhames wrestling in the headlocks, cursing, crying, screaming, madness rehearsals for two weeks where we were just all improv. He would give us scenarios and we would just go off the top of the dome. And so is and that he how recorded he got it perfected with Tyrese? I'm because saying, he, he, he had me first. He on had the you in the head like first. <laughs> he okay, got gotcha. locked up, right? So, so when they get to, when you get to the film, he said, Verbatim, word for word. I'm going to write it. You're going to recite it. That's it. There was no, it was all oh, that prayer. I know that was you, bruh. Nah, man. Everything that came out of my mouth was word for word, John Singleton. Oh, wow. He was he was dope. He was very dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his legacy is, um, it's kind of hard to put it into words, but for you, what will be his lasting mark that he made? His, I'm just saying, the, the way he motivates. I mean, he brings stuff out in you that you didn't know you have. And I, I could see him do it with every character because doing the rehearsals with everyone, seeing where they started and where they ended up, you know what I mean, was amazing. But like myself, I mean, he called me out on one of the rehearsals. And yeah, everybody needs to, uh, you know, just really focus on their characters, really hone this in. And some of us need to step it up. All right, good night. You guys, are, I'm like, did he just big eye me directly in front of everybody? Like, you know what I mean? So the next day I came in, I was fired up. I was fired up and that led to the wrestling on the floor and the headlocks and all that. But, but you know, it was like, damn, what happened overnight, man? You take a class or something? I was like, you nigga. Like, <laughs> he called me up front of everybody. You kidding me? And I just kept that fire, that, and, you know, 
uh, the Motor Bank. But I, he was a bad man, a visionary man. It's the things he saw uh, and the way he was able to just put everything together. And a lot of it was just trust me, just do it. Like, all right. You know, he tell me, start doing jumping jacks. I'm 20 years old. Like, nigga, I'm fine. I'm like, no, jump up and down, Brad, and do some push-ups. You know what I mean? All right. My heart. <sighs> you feel that, huh? Action. <clears throat> oh, shit. That nigga. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what happened right there? Oh, he, because he said, you know what I mean? So, it's a bad boy. So, uh, do you think Baby Boy is the kind of movie, because you guys put it down so amazingly well. Thank you. Is that the kind of movie that, do you feel like that could be remade today? Could Baby Boy happen in 2019? Hey, um, ooh. That would be interesting. It would be fun. I mean, you just, obviously it wouldn't be the same uh, because the way John, you know, he had, he had like the trilogy, you know, it was like, to me, it was, it was Boys in the Hood. It was like Poetic Justice and then, and then Baby Boy, you know, but it, it, it was set, it set the mark for where it needed to be. I mean, someone has to just come with it in a way that's so authentic, but it's kind of hard. I, my, my short answer is no, but the only, re but I don't want to. Say all hope is lost on creativity and people being able to pull it out. They just have to follow his blueprint. You have to, you know, if you sit there and say, I studied John's entire career. I watched every line. I saw the behind the scenes. I read the books. I read the transcripts. I was there. This and that. I saw him at USC. If you did all that, you know, like Kobe Bryant's the greatest brother that ever dribbled a basketball because he was able to study Michael Jordan. I'm a Kobeist. I hated Michael Jordan. I was on the West Coast. He kept killing us. I was like, ugh. You know what I mean? Kobe came and said, all right, I'm going to take that Michael Jordan, and then I'm going to flip it to this. And you say, damn. You know what I mean? If there's someone like that, if this interview inspires that person to step up or to, to pay, do your homework, yeah, then it's possible. It's possible. I don't, I don't see anyone being able to match what he did because you have to follow the progression of what he went through. He couldn't have did Baby Boy first. It wouldn't have been what it was. It would I wouldn't have been in it. No, I mean he wouldn't have started. It wouldn't have started different people. But it also he had to go to the progression of the things he learned professionally and bring it to that. So I mean, you know, you get things like when people talk about the remakes of. Well, I'm not gonna throw any movies under the bus, but there was a movie I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. And people were like, man, please, that wasn't like the first one. The first one was bad, bad, bad. And I was like. It's not the first one. It's a new version. It's a whole new. Ah, well, these young niggas don't know. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's like hip hop. I do, I do hip hop. I do music. I do rap. And I, you know, they say, is it like this new rap? This mumble rap? Blah 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 blah. I said, don't say it like that. Look, when we came out, we started doing rap. Everybody was looking at us like, what the hell is this? Snoop said the same thing. He's like, yeah, they, they was like, what the fuck is this? this? Ain't this ain't real music? You know what I mean? And now it's leading. I don't know every. No, every I mean, it's the number the one without, music genre in the world. Period. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like I don't knock what they're doing. They're making money. They're still creative. You just have to get through it. You have to get through some of the smoke screen. You know, it's like he's just mumbling. No, he's not. He's actually saying some shit. He's just it's it's slang. He's disguising it. There's words you don't understand. So you're like the nigga mumbling. <laughs> No, you just don't know the word. <laughs> what you know? You get up on lingo, then you be like, "Oh, that's what he." Well, damn! So he meant to slide that word into that like that. And, okay, okay. Now some of them, some of them's bullshit, but a lot of them are. It, they're doing it on purpose, you know. I always blame Mace. Mace started years, yeah, yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh, nigga, we don't have to put no effort into it." And I was like, "Shit." Watch how hip hop slide and it started sliding. All my people that grew up in my era, like, ah, that's rap is bullshit. So I put out out where you can understand every single word, uh, but I'm delivering it over beats that 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 resonate now. 
Um, and my lyrical content is cool. I mean, I, I you know, my, my producer said, why don't we do something where you get introspective and you explain a couple things that you went through in your life and your career people are curious about. So I touched on Baby Boy a little bit. I touched on my brother being Cuba Jr. I just had a son. I talked to my son. I just lost my father. I did a song about what he taught me and how I passed it down here. You know, you know what I mean? Just little introspective things that about me. And, you know, it's resonating. When people, are, people, are, people are digging it. So I'm like, all right, but I'm not trying to be like anything. I'm not just like... You don't sound like nobody, you know. But you go, oh, yeah, you kind of sound like this guy. and kind of sound like that guy. But you ain't doing mumble rap, so you must be about to kill these young niggas. Go get them. No, I ain't you. No, no. I'm just doing me. I ain't going to go out and do trap music at 43 years old. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. yeah. As long as somebody figures a way to stay in their lane, you know. And that's my long way of answering that while So, I hate to somewhat derail the, the conversation because you just gave a very thoughtful, you know, incredible explanation for the question I asked you. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to something you said. Mm -hmm. I believe, and you certainly correct me, I believe that you said you hated Michael Jordan. To go back. I mean, yeah, I, I know you don't mean that fan. literally. But, uh, and you called I yourself was, a kobe is. So kobe does, that, uh, does that mean do you... You consider Kobe to be better than Mike, or absolutely. But the reason wait, why, wait, no, it, as you said, I said fast. Absolutely, you, you, you said it real fast. I believe, you said it real fast. Yeah, yeah, but only okay. because he's better because of Michael Jordan. He took everything winning quality wise. I mean, I wish he had his play well with others badge. Uh, other than that, you know, when he was on the court, I want him taking the last shot. I want him hogging the fucking ball. He's the one I trusted with the ball the most. Other than Shaq, when he's standing right next to the damn rim. You know what I'm saying? And Shaq was a bad boy, too. And I ain't go front. When it was time, and they were like, Kobe or Shaq? I was like, Shaq. And then they said, oh, we got rid of Shaq. I was like, shit, I'm a Laker. Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to. But you got to watch this boy 82 games in and out. And then, you know, I was I hated LeBron James. Now it's an ED because I'm starting to like the guy. You're starting to? I'm starting to. I'm really starting. Because, because I'm from the West Coast. Yeah. So how many games a year did I see LeBron James? Two. Two. But you know he's great. I mean, you know he's yeah, a great player. Yeah, Sports Center. Yeah. But it ain't nothing like when you're a fan of a team and you're watching every minute. I'm talking pause, bathroom break, come back, unpause, every fucking minute. VHS, rewind it. I'm going to watch it four or five times later. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking, I watched Kobe Bryant every second of his entire career um, and was in complete awe, but also saw that if if Jordan never lived, then no, Kobe wouldn't be nowhere near as great. So I don't even think he would have won a ring. Uh, probably I don't I don't know if this was the craziest thing I wrote, but maybe it was when I was at ESPN. And to this day, people still bring it up. But I wrote a column years ago that Kobe was better than Michael Jordan. And people, the reason I wrote that column, it wasn't just no, a, I liked you. <laughs> it wasn't just to create you know controversy or anything like that. But the reason I wrote it is because I was looking at it from just purely a playing style, purely yes. just what they could do, like imagining right. them in a one-on-one -on -one game. Because I know, mm. look, it's a lot of, as you know, I, Michael Jordan, the further he's been removed from the game, right. people talk about him now like he's Paul Bunyan. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I mean, I do remember Michael Jordan going through some growing pains. Yes, and yes. It, you know, he, every last shot he took, he didn't make all of them. Absolutely. I mean, but he's, he I understand. He didn't go out with 60. Yes. He, he didn't did. start winning right away. He did Once not he, start, and then people like were Michael on Michael Jordan was the best player to ever dribble the ball during those six years. Seven, might as well give it. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, wait, you, I just, you cut it to seven. I'm getting, that's it. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you gave him. He got to take the year in the middle where he came back and still, you know, what I mean, he's still hey, bad as he had. You're okay back at three P, man. Yeah, that was bad. Ain't nobody gonna ever do that. No, and then, I mean, and then at forty and, years old, when he basically Mike had ballooned to a power forward, yeah. he was still out there giving people, yeah. you know, he was still out there giving them twenty a game, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he couldn't jump over. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't jump over your big toe. And he was still like, like, like he had Jordan one shot. was like if if Kobe was if Jordan was Kobe was like if Jordan was to have a son and then like just he was just followed him everywhere and then just made the perfect him. That's what I felt like he was to me. Well, there was n- even at six. You uh, tore your Achilles. I know. Limped off, came back, yeah. hit the hit, shots, hit the free throws. <laughs> it's like crazy. You know what I mean, but and then on you, after you come back from that, you give him sixty on a team that did not want to give you sixty. So again, I know that he will oh. never have the hardware that Michael Jordan has. So that's not really the debate. But just in terms of an ability standpoint. Oh. Just as good to me, just as good or better. That month, I know you know this as a Laker fan. That month, where Kobe basically was like, "Fuck it, I'm averaging 70, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, the year he should have won MVP. Absolutely. Oh my God, the it was 63 and uh, three quarters. Yes, just... 63. The, the 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 year he had 81. It was just like uh-huh. that's something. That entire month is something that I there's not there's never been anything like that I've ever seen. I was. I said I would never tell this story on air. I no, you gonna tell I, I this just, story now? It, no, it, it's okay. I'll make it fast. I was on set filming. I had tickets to go to a game, and uh, oh no, give me a minute, give me a minute. He said, "Okay, what's the score of the game? What's the score of the game? Lakers is down thirty. I was like, I ain't going to that game. It's down thirty, man. You be tickets. These good tickets. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." What's the craziest thing that happened? It's not like the nigga gonna score eighty-one fucking points and come from. Did you say specifically eighty-one? <sighs> I'm just saying, I go home and turn on Sports Center, and the boy done scored 81 points in the game that I had tickets for. I was, I just decided I'm, just, I'm tired. I'm stay down 31 points. Can we change the subject, man? You, it's okay. You can admit if they're much like in glory. If like Denzel, if that single tear came down your cheek, oh, and you just, saw that. It's on. okay. 80. I just. What's the What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> oh man, that had to hurt. It still hurts. It's it still every hurts. time someone says eighty-one. Yeah. How much? That'd be 70, uh, 75, 81. Would you say eighty-one? I just uh, t- uh, that one tear wants to fall out. Every it does. Time. It's um. It's he okay. Was bad, he was a bad boy. But I uh, no. I, I Michael Jordan absolutely to me. He still does deserve to be considered um, the best. Uh, that ever played, and I understand why that was because the, yeah. the, with the crazy thing is, now understand, I'm from Detroit, mm-hmm. so uh, and I grew up during the Bad Boys era, mm. so I have every reason to hate Michael Jordan as a basketball player, as a foe, right? Totally do. Then you had now, to bring. Then, then you had to bring up the Pistons. Then oh yeah, you had to bring up. I'm sorry, we were we're that, all such a good. Oh. we had such a good vibe going. Thank you to the Lakers, by the way, because mm. because of the Lakers, we have pretty much all our titles. At least two of the three, rather. So <laughs> I was just cold. That was that was it. That ended Shaq. That's what that's what that's what did. Yeah, that's yeah. what sent Shaq. That that was a crazy. Year. I mean, we was out there. Y'all had y'all had Thanos. We, y'all uh, had Thanos. No, that was before that. That was the, the year before. No, that. yeah. Well, but we went all through. Four. Yeah, then we went through all of the West Coast. No mm. problem. Mm-hmm. Right and ran into yeah. the bad boys. What the what the when what the? ran into the the bad boys. Well, that boy wasn't sequel. the bad boys, but the sequel. The sequel. Uh, a little different though, because the, the game was different. Yeah. But yes, all those all those Hall of Famers, all those rings, and yet, <laughs> oh yeah, and yet we gave you the gentleman sweep. The absolute, yeah, <laughs> should have yeah. probably swept you. Probably should have. 
Should have probably was that when it was still two three two too? Yeah, it was that's two, three, what two. I hated the worst. I yeah. was like, hey, you, we, we don't get a chance to no. We ain't gonna, you, it's you still ain't gonna make it out of Detroit. Look, the Pistons oh, lost the, the first one. Uh, uh, won the second had, one, and then and then that was it. it was I knew when out. we went over that. I said, this 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 might be a problem. Might, <laughs> I mean, I kept the faith as a fan. We was shit. It was last game. Look, we gonna win this one. Malone gonna go for twenty. Like it was the worst shit Oof. ever. I, it was Malone nothing sweeter having you know been growing up and seeing how Carl Malone split. Isaiah's wig, and uh, mm. he had to he nailed yeah. him with one of them elbows yeah. with forty stitches. Seeing Carl Malone without a title, I was like, "Yes, it does come back, karma. Yeah, that hurt. It's real." That hurt. But you know, before that, of course, when we beat y'all with Magic and them, you know what I'm saying? We honestly should have three beat yeah. it then, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, you know, I, mean, I don't know about you beat. bringing up old stuff. Is this a sports podcast? Let's move on. Are we good? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got carried away. It is. It you, is. You're, you're right. right. It is. So, oh. but it, what I was where I was going was that with that is that I find out I find myself defending Michael Jordan a lot now because of the LeBron. Oh, we didn't even get to LeBron. Yeah, That's what I was uh, trying to get to. Now, now the current conversation is LeBron is greater or is he greater than Michael Jordan? See, none of that's fair either. I, I, no, not a chance. You know, and I, I hated him. I, first, he came out. Now you talk about, hey, I don't really hate Michael Jordan like that. Well, a little bit, but not like that. It was more, you know, because with Kobe, it was he'll never be Jordan. He'll be Jordan. I was like, shit, he better than Jordan because he took Jordan shit and kept going. He's like, no, knock it off. All right, fine. Then he get the rings. He gets the injury. Whatever. All right, a little bit of bad luck. Whatever. Whatever. And then. But as soon, as soon as LeBron James came out, like the nickname, no, he was the king. He's the king, baddest man, better than Kobe. Forget the Kobe. Is he as good as Jordan? Like, well, we're just going to skip Kobe right now and go straight to is he better than Jordan? We need to go, why don't we just start with Kobe first? You know what I mean? Like, work your way up. Work your way up. He's <laughs> going straight to is he Jordan? Like, damn, I hate this dude. And when they talked about us getting him, I was like, uh, and I had a long conversation with my, my buddy, he's a coach. He just said, uh, he's coming. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I don't want him. Hell no. Oh, you were not one of those Laker fans. I was oh that guy. God. I said, I don't want him. But I said, I'll take him. I don't want but him, I but I'll want take him. him. <laughs> if it happens, Man, fine. But it's not going to happen, and I don't want him. I'd rather we get Paul George and a couple other guys, maybe some Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. And um, when it happened, it was like, huh. The reason why I was immediately, I quickly changed my tune is when I realized how much excitement came back to L.A. When I realized that he jump-started the culture, everybody's jazzed and everybody's pumped about it. You know, I was like, you know what? That's good. You know what? I thank him for that. We going to get a LeBron jersey? Hell no. Not until he get us a ring. As soon as he get us a ring, then I'll cop that. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, how do you feel as a diehard Laker fan, mm-hmm. the fact that it's not just y'all the talk of the town anymore. The town. It's the Clippers. Um, there's only two real Clipper fans anyway, so it's not like I got a lot of people that be talking shit. You know, I mean, I got one homeboy I grew up with. He got Clipper Daryl. Other than that, you know, Marcel. Hey, Clipper Daryl, shout out. Hey, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Clipper D, you know. So, I mean, it's it's cool. I'm happy for them. I was really happy for them. I'm happy for the city. I'm that kind of, you know, when, when the Clippers were doing good and our time we was doing trash, I was rooting for the Clippers. No bullshit. I'm you like, were I not. Want, I was rooting. Not like Clipper t-shirt on and that to nah, like that, but I'm just like, come on, man, come on, Clippers. Like, I want them to win, and that's cool. I, there's some type of, like, you know, you play somebody, and let's say a sport or a board game or something, you beat them 20 games in a row. They win one and act like they beat you every game. Yeah, that's the Clippers. That's the Clippers. But I would be okay with it because we have 16. You know, I can get over that. I'll be, I'll be fine. It'll be a, a bad year, but we'll move on. But now I'm excited. I'm happy for, I, you know what? And there's another one. You'll be like, yeah, right. When they were like, we were about to get Kawhi, did not want him. 
After okay. we had got you, AD, why? after we got AD, I was like, all right, good. Because I want some challenge. I want it to be not just... If we had gotten Kawhi Leonard after we picked up AD, we'd have to win. Or now it'd be embarrassing if we lost. It'd be a problem. If I'm, you I'm, don't win... I'm failing to see the problem. If you... Because if we don't, then that's that's the, the, the shit talking. Now, now that part, that that's the part I don't want to hear. That's right. Kind of like what you heard in 04 when y'all didn't win the shit. Yeah. I don't, want no, I don't want that no more. I don't want that no more. You can Hall of game, I'm going to go out and fuck it. what the score is. There's certain things I don't want to repeat history-wise. But anyway, <laughs> I just I still wanted it to be a challenge. Like, you know, we're the odds. I don't know if we're odds on favor. Damn. I, mean, I think good. you are the favorite. The uh, Lakers are the favorite this year, okay, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So that's fine with me with it. But with that and Kawhi. So you didn't, you didn't want your team to be too stacked? No. Hell no. What Definitely is wrong not. with you? I don't want to be too stacked. They talk shit about <laughs> okay, the Warriors when they all, had the, Kevin like Durant. The, the Showtime Lakers were not fucking stacked. I yeah, mean, but they were stacked because of how stacked. much they won. And then after the fact, they became greats. But people didn't. They weren't like this. Nigga, you got James Worthy and this uh, nigga. But they did say that. You had Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's one. That's it. But they, everybody else became great. They were stacked because they won so much. Oh my goodness! Just like the Jordan, the Jordan, uh, the Jordan team, teams, they was, yeah, yeah. They all oh, they were stacked. Yeah, you know, cool coach and all them niggas till they won six. Then like, yeah, nigga, get everybody around. <laughs> them niggas could shoot. He passed the ball. All them niggas was killers, boy. Cool coach Steve was Kirk, a legitimate. Coach, all these niggas was. You like, man, cool coach was shit. legit. Scottie Pippen, obviously one of the, the fifty greatest. They right. had Rodman. Okay, Rodman was the best. Yeah. Still, arguably yeah. the best defensive exactly. player in the so year. It turned into a stack team. You know what? Y'all Laker like fans, y'all killed me. But the, it wasn't like the Warriors where they took a motherfucker that you knew was the baddest man on the planet, threw him in, and then made it. I, almost I see cheating. nothing wrong with it. All three of them niggas had to get hurt for them to lose. They still, <laughs> everyone was. It was just. Like, it, I think Kerr was out there on that last uh, that last game. He's <laughs> like, "Fuck it, pass me. I'm over." Now niggas, my, everybody's hurt. Now you have to realize my opinion is shaped for the fact that right now we are in the Pistons are in the basketball projects. Like we in the projects right now. Yeah, we the. But I feel like it's kind of like with Good Times where every now and again, James would have a slither again like that good job. <laughs> and then it was like, damn, we got to go back to the car wash. Ain't this a bitch? Like, that's, that's true. you know, because right we're now. in that purgatory of being that eight seed. Yeah. And so all we can do is be good enough to get our ass whooped by the one seed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm Not in the action pro- right now. Yeah, we, yeah, I mean, we got Blake. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. we got a little bit. No, we got a little reason to come in and see. And Ronda moved the hell out the way. I know, and, you know, Kawhi know. even left. Like it's like it's, y'all got action over yeah, there. Yeah, but we still got to deal with Giannis, and it's a little more yeah, open. Yeah, he I young, agree. Though. You just got to yeah, somebody just got to man up. That's it. <sighs> look. The East Coast man up is over with. Kyrie, <laughs> one of them niggas, just man up. Like look, 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 I'll just take over. That's all. LeBron was just punking niggas <laughs> well, every season. He was just like move, move, move out the way. Move, move, move. I'm going to the East Finals. Y'all just. Second place. See, okay, now I, That's I, bl- all he was doing. I blame you for how the first half of this podcast went because I truly <laughs> intended to talk to you about your career. Oh no, it's all and good. Now, with your is, with your basketball a- takes, you have sucked me in, <laughs> and this has become for saying. the first thirty minutes a sports podcast. Sorry to everybody who's listening who might not be into sports, though. I know I have a lot of sports listeners, but I promise you, look, we're gonna take a break. But coming up in the second half. <laughs> We are going to talk more about Family Time, which, as you yes. mentioned, that's your show on Bounce. This is season seven, right? Season seven. Yeah, because yeah, I definitely want to talk about the fact that you work with your ex. Yeah, like, that's damn, that, right to the point. Right yeah, to the point. Right. Yeah, right. no sugar Commercial coat. break, perfect. Yeah, yes, break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your answers together. We'll be <laughs> right back with more from Omar Gooding.
Um, are you done with these hot sports takes? Because I, I, I swear. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. You got that's it out it. your we system. We talked about the Lakers enough. Okay. Saints. I do have. Do that. S- <laughs> but we keep going. No, no, that's no, it. no, no, that's no. It. That's I got all. some no, 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 for you. Don't, no, no, that's not it. right now. That's not right no, now. No, no, we go, no, no, not right no. now. We're going to wait. Family time. It, that's Bounce right. TV. We are talking about family yes, time. Lord. Bounce TV. Yes, Lord. Season seven. Now, you are not just, I mean, you're not just the lead actor. You're also a writer and a producer. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, you just want all the checks? I want all the checks. I <laughs> okay. want all the checks. I got, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, when I watch it, I'm like, oh, man, we should have did this. How about we say that? When I'm there, I'm so hands-on. I like to be in scenes that I'm not in, even though I'm in 90% of the scenes anyway. Uh, so it, it only made sense. It only made sense. But what is it like wearing three hats for the, for one show? You said, what is it like? Yeah, what is it it's like? It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. I, I, looking back, um, I, w- I like to be written out of some of the scenes. And it's funny, as we go into season seven, it's like the kids are out of the house now, so they're not in every episode. They're not in a lot of the scenes. It's, uh, a lot of the storylines are driven about. Uh, we're empty nesters now. Okay, the kids are gone. My character's like, good, they're gone. I can walk around on my drawers. And then she's more like, oh, you know, where are the babies? You know, that type of thing. So then she she gets a job. She starts her own business, which is fun. The, uh, the uh, fans are going to love that aspect. I get a I have a new assistant. Um, shout out to Top Notch. She did an excellent job. You know, now we got, it's very fast paced. It's very, uh, you know, we get guest stars on or guest cast would come on and go, man, what the, how the hell do y'all memorize all these lines in like 20 seconds, you know? And then they throw punches at us, you know? Um, and she just hit the ground running. She was getting in and out of her quick changes even fast. I'm catching her in the hallways, like, can you slow down a little bit? I need a little break. I was trying to just rest for two seconds, but she was changed quick. Um, and it's fun. I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of cast uh, that are like seasoned veterans by the time you get to season seven. And then we have people that join the cast and we got guest stars. We got Stokely coming on. We got, you got kind of cats that you don't know if they get act and then they get down and be like, okay. And then, you know, Bentley throws them in because, you know, Bentley's a bad boy. Right. You know, Bentley, you know, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. you know, he, Martin, you know, he, he knows what he's doing and he has the, he has the uh, winning formula. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah. But uh, again, I know, as, uh, as I said, it's got a particular, uh, create a particular challenge mm-hmm. when you're wearing all of those. So how, how do you it's like stop yourself from being, I guess, kind of biased? I don't know if biased is the right word, but Ooh, you're writing and you're producing. So naturally, <laughs> people are like, you know what? Uh, maybe my storyline needs to go this way. No, like, no, no. It's kind of funny because sometimes when we do scripts that are written by other producers or other, you know, other other writers on the show, uh, we'll be like, oh, why don't we punch here? Why don't we try this line? You know, and they'll run it by me. Try this punch line. I'll go, okay, cool. All right, uh, all right. This time around, why don't you try this little punch here? And I go, all right, cool. And then we'll get to the script that I wrote specifically. But why don't you try this punch? I'm like, no, I like the original better. But I think it's I think it's well written. I don't think we need to touch this at all. Let's just try it. Let's just, you know, we're trying to get through the day. It's a long day. It's a lot of scenes. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of that. And then it's funny. Every time one of the writers is there show, you can tell because they're up in front. Like, yeah, yeah, that looks good. Uh, why don't we try it again? But give it a little bit more. I'm like, if you don't sit your ass down, we're doing this for seven seasons, bruh. I don't need your extra input. We know this is your episode. Okay, we're going to get it. Um, but it, but it's fun. It's it, we we get the whole thing done. We get like a season done in a little over a month. The whole season. It's it's insane. I come from the old school. You take five days to shoot an episode. First day table read. Second day a little bit of a run through. All right. Wednesday you repolish it, rewrite a couple of new things. Then you start the run throughs on Thursday. One for the producers, then one for the network. Then Friday you bring in the studio audience. By then everything's polished. It's fun. It's easy. Boom. But you get your time your time to learn everything and work new. Nah, we do about two three episodes in a day it's not, and we bounce around back and forth from each one I'm like Tyler Perry ain't got nothing on that oh you, you wait and then you're bouncing back what bouncing wow. no that's just the wrong episode did you well your hair wasn't like that I said well I gotta fade man this is gonna look like this hope they don't, don't they don't pay too close attention okay so, <laughs> continuity you know, be damned continuity be damned <laughs> all the bedroom scenes we shot that in one block me and Angel hair look the same the whole every episode they be like you know, you know, it's the 
like this. Well, that's how they look when they go into bed. But his fade is higher. No. So um, I know regular <laughs> um, listener or regular watchers of the show probably know this already, but mm-hmm. uh, I can't say that I've ever heard of a situation like this. I'm sure it's happened because it's Hollywood. Right. But the fact is that you know your TV wife is played by somebody you actually dated in real yeah, life for that several was fun for that several was, years. That was a fun and, conversation with my my actual boo boo cakes. I see, yeah, baby, listen here. Um, so I'm doing this new show. If you're on board with it, you know, and uh, I just found out, and it literally happened like that. Now, I, I met Bentley on the set of Love That Girl. They said, we want you to come in and play a role in Love That Girl. I said, all right, cool, no problem. Came on, did it, boom, boom, boom. He said, you know what? Got another script. You'd love it. Meet me on Thursday. Met him on Thursday. We filmed the entire season by, like, the following Tuesday. You know what I mean? Everything happened super fast. Over the weekend, I looked at the script. I looked at the top of the script. I see my name. I see Angel Conwell. I said, oh, shit. This is going to be interesting. So, you know, I went home. My wife knows the deal. She said, okay, all right, yeah, get the check. Didn't mean she was just cool, smooth sailing, you know. That first uh, that first whole season, seven days, was long. It was, it was a long That's week. a long seven days, huh? <laughs> it was a long <laughs> week. I'm like, whoa, let's get this scene over with. Let's move. Come on, let me get back home, and then I'll see y'all next year. But um, but it's great though. Everybody gets along now. You know, we're expecting baby number two at home. So you know, life is good. God is good. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Angel uh, was your girlfriend also in Baby Boy. That's how yeah. you guys met. Yeah, that's right? exactly how we met. Yeah, we okay. we had met through a, a mutual acquaintance um, beforehand, and then uh, the day of the table reads, uh, you know, she walked. It was funny because she when I saw her, I was like, Oh, hey, what's up, Angel? Right? Yeah, yeah, how you doing? You know, a little fake hug. You know, like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I said, uh, you you reading for something? You in it? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to play Snoop Dogg's girlfriend. And I went, huh, I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't think he has a girlfriend because that's, that's old girl Taraj. Well, let's, let's just go on in and see what happens. And we walk in and then she sat down right next to me. I'm like, ah, look at that. What are the odds? Uh, oh, you play Kim. No, you play my girlfriend. What? Oh, I didn't know that. And that was the first time we even found out about that. And um, we filmed the movie. And it was funny because we bonded so much because I was kind of standoffish in the film. Like, I had my guys that I grew up with, my day ones I would go home with, blah, blah, blah. You know, that is what it is. But some of the other characters wanted to bond and all. And Tyrese, I'll come to my house and spend a night. Let's do this and that. And I was just like, nah, bro. I'm going home. You know, when I come on, I kind of need that kind of loner mentality type of thing. But your boy that'll snap at him. You know, that's just kind of the zone I got into other than with Angel. So it was me and her and then it was them, you know. So we got really close. He said, cut. We kept going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, three, four years later, we still like, oh, pee. You know, Kim, get my gun. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But now, she's really cool. So we we stayed. Thank God we stayed friends. I was going to say, oh, like, God, I'm assuming it must have, it may not have been an amicable split as in when the actual split happened. Yeah. But you we obviously. split up during Playmakers. Like that segue? Oh, like that segue? That's oh, right around. Look that's at right you. as we was doing. Playmakers was right around the end. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a lot. Filming now out your Toronto. character really makes more sense. Makes a lot more sense. That boy <laughs> was wilding. That boy no. So a lot of people out there um, do not know of the urban legend of Playmakers mm. just because it it, it, it was. It was here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> right, right. Right. So Playmakers, for those who don't know, it was a a series that was on ESPN, and it was. Basically, um, kind of like uh, the NFL. If if somebody from the wire made the, made an NFL <laughs> right drama, right. okay, about yeah. all the shit that goes down in the league, you know, everything that goes on in the league that not everybody might have been aware about, Correct. that wasn't in the news or in the front of the news per se. You know, it's like more like rumors and hearsay, all on one team, all so on one was, team. <laughs> you know, the and coach this, was doing this, this guy was doing that, but like every this member. This series yeah. was epic. It was dope, and it was dope. 
So dope, the NFL shut that shit down Absolutely. because it was it hit a little too close to home. You know, it was cold because when they shut it down, we were shocked, but not that shocked. Because right when we got it, they said, you can't mention NFL. We're filming out in Cali- in, in um, Toronto, so you can talk about the CFL all you want, but don't mention NF and L in any interview. And if you guys really kill it, we'll get picked up for another season. Eh, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, the NFL was like, mm-mm. They should have just said it was a one-off from jump. Like, you know, it's a, you know. Well, the funny thing is, is as people, uh, as the NFL, I guess, as you can say, they had gotten more exposed and as mm. those kind of stories that were being right. addressed on Playmakers, right. everybody's like, oh, that shit was real. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it exactly. was really a documentary. Exactly. <laughs> okay. It was ahead of its time. It was you know? totally ahead of its time. Yeah. Now, and then I was like, why didn't somebody else pick it up? Like, ain't nobody going to touch it if NFL said no. You want to risk that billion dollar contract? Hell no. No, no sports network would, but I contend. No. Look, we're in the age of streaming services. You got Hulu, Amazon. Yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to pick up Playmakers. Yeah. Somebody needs yeah. to, or at least do some sort of, uh, not necessarily a spinoff, but do some yeah. kind of recreation right. of Playmakers, it's man. Because awesome. it, I think it's, I think it will work even better uh, today. But you played a guy, uh, Demetrius Harris. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm try- now I'm trying to remember, was that the Lawrence Taylor-like? Uh, he, was running, he was a star running back. Oh, he was, was the running back. Coke and yeah, he was more like, like what are you doing coke in the bathroom? Yeah, exactly. yeah that was yeah, him. He was that's shooting why, up at halftime and then coming out and doing Lawrence his thing. Taylor because of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Not that Lawrence, that, you know. Right, right, right. Well, Lawrence did say, I think he believe he did say he used to get high. I yeah, I'm know. thinking Michael Irvin, but yeah, no. Maybe, yeah, they, oh, yeah, that's no. where about, I was a little closer. Somebody got high. Yeah, they were both getting high. But Demetrius was getting high. Demetrius was dope. And it was a dream role for me because I worked my entire life, really. I mean, I did sitcoms when I was. I started when I was 10. I did a show that went Wild and Crazy Kids, Nickelodeon. It went three years. And I did Hang with Cooper five years. And I did Smart Guy three more years. Next thing you know, I'm out of high school already. You know what I mean? And I'm 24 years old and I do Baby Boy. But when I wanted to go to, I wanted to play football. So first day of high school, very first day, I got the speech from the coach. Coach said, um, all right, so this is all about dedication. If you don't want to be here, you need to get the hell out of here. I know this is the first day of high school. Practice starts today. All right, all right, break. See y'all after. I walked over. I said, "Hey, coach, check this one out. I got a show that I'm doing. Right, you know, I got a couple auditions later. I don't know if I can make it every day. He's like, good and get the hell out of here. You know, but I'd show up every day, and he just never would let me play. So when I got the chance to play this role, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get this. You know, and this was still in the auditioning phase. You know what I mean? So I got to do the push-ups on the floor and hop up on the table and everything going on. You know, they was like, I oh, got the job, nigga. Settle down, put your shirt on. You know, uh, and it was fun. It was it was a, it was a, it was a dream come true. And then I, and I love Toronto. Yeah, and how many people? Um, because again, I think the fact that it was taken away after one season almost mm-hmm. added to his like lore and his legend. <laughs> right, right. How many people still talk to you about playmakers? Every day, I get at least one person that says, "Man," and it's funny too, when because of all of the different shows that I've done, it, I can tell a person's age by what it is that they say. There, I love all the crazy kids. I mean, you been thirty five, funny, yeah, you. You got to be a little older to know that one. That smart guy was my shit. And you, you, 20, 28, 29, I got you, got you. But uh, Playmakers, it was crazy. I never felt that kind of stardom in my life. We used to go to Vegas all the time. And that was the only time I needed like security to walk through a casino one time. And it wasn't just black people. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh man, you my shit. I, was, oh, I didn't ever seen a brother on TV. No, this was people. I didn't know. Who, I was like, no, who do you think I am? Like, DH, you DH. Oh, yes, that is me actually. Yeah, let's go ahead, you know. And that it was insane. It was insane. So who knows what would happen if that came Now, um, you know, as as some people know that you're, I mean, you're in a in a famous family, an entertainment family. Yes. Yes. What is it like growing up in a in a family mm-hmm. where entertainment is the family business? Normal. You know, it's everybody's a ham. My sister's hilarious. She does comedy. My brother won an Oscar. My other brother plays bass with my dad. My mom's singing. We're homeless. We're on the road. We're singing through it. You know, I'm doing rap. I'm, you know, I put an album out at the top of the year. We touched on that. But, you know, I, it's, it's, 
normal for me. So people, oh, do you get tired of pictures? Like, no. You get tired of people stopping you? But hell no. This is what I do it for. If I didn't want to do it, I'd do something else. You know, and you're you're born for it. You don't, you know, you're, you're, if you're not built for it, then you need to get out at an early age. And when the fun thing for me about having this longevity is I took, uh, I didn't have my first kid till 40. You know, shout out to Omar Jr., who's, you know, about to turn three. You know, he put the numbers together until how old I am. Uh, so, you know, I, but I have a new level of patience and I have paid my dues. I can step back. I don't have to be in everything. I mean, you should be in this. Y'all should do a remake of that. Y'all need to move right here. Relax, relax, man. My pockets is good. I'm a, I got this show I'm doing one month out of, out of the year. You know what I mean? And I can chill and I can see my son. I can raise another kid. And I can be home for the wife. You know what I mean? Um, so so I, I love... Uh, the experience, but it's it, it's been a hell of a journey, and it's like I can always just quit, come back, and be Morgan Freeman for a couple of years. You know? <laughs> There's no, <laughs> you know, you don't retire. Yeah, you know, no, that's that's true. You know, it isn't like sports where you know, <laughs> right. you, like, come and, on, you miss your prime. You got to, like, nah, like there, yeah, there might be a prime, but you can do it at at, at any time. So because of the way you grew up, and uh, you know, you come from uh, your parents musicians, mm-hmm. um, th- did that influence exactly kind of how you wanted to raise your kids with? In the backdrop of you know, it's of so funny. I you know, I, I was always like, let it happen. You know, it's funny. My wife is half uh, Korean, half German, so she has this Korean tradition. We said when he's one year old, we're gonna put out all of these objects. You know, we put a calculator, microphone, football. You know what I mean? And see what he crawls to. You know, and we were all behind him, like trying not to influence him. We let him start crawling. He was crawling, and we're just like, oh, oh, and we're like, go for the calculator, go for, the, <laughs> go for the book, like you know what I mean. And he grabbed that damn microphone. I was oh, like, ah, oh, that's my boy. No. And back on and going, shit, here we go, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and he loves to sing, and he's very, you know, he's, like, he's two, and he's huge, you know. He's like big as a five year old. People say, oh, how old is he? Five or six? Son, what's your name? He's looking. I'm like, yeah, I'm two, but um, it's kind of cool to see what he's going to be. Like I said, it's either in you or it's not. You know, my brother's got three kids. One of them is an actor, you know, and the other two are like, please, I'm cool. Let me just do me, you know? So you just kind of let it happen. Uh, you know, you give them the organic food and let them get humongous and uh, kind of go from there. So how is it different now that you, uh, your wife hasn't had the second one yet, right? No, you okay. got about a month. Got about a month, yeah, right? got about 10 minutes before she's about to blow my <laughs> So <laughs> how, is, how is it uh, different when you're on number two versus how you were with number one? Yeah, it's, uh, you have to ask her that. Mm. I'm like, oh. Um, you feel like you were the same. I'm the same. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to love another one. I'm like, shit, please. Like, we'll bring the next one on. You know, I'm cool. I'd like, all right, we're going to do the baby shower and all that shit. Shit, I'm going to do another one. We did the first one and now I'm good. I just want to get this big one like, out of me i'm just like damn this, but remember all the baby pictures and we did all the pregnancy photos and all that she like shit i'm good what we got two more weeks count it down two more i'm like damn like this morning she's like i'm over this i'm over this i'm like baby come on you good she's like no you know i know she's playing but you know i i think it'll be fun uh to see who gets more spoils yeah he reacts to to having another little brother now, or to having a little brother, and we kind of talk to him about it. I know he's smart. He's like, oh, a little bit rubs her belly and goes, little brother. And we're like, damn, okay, all right, we'll see how you feel when you start taking your toys and shit. I would say it's uh, all fun and games. <laughs> it's all fun and games until he get here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think the second time around, you know, and he's a little mama's boy too, you know, and I was a mama's boy, so I feel it. So I'm kind of going, all right, fine, it's cool. Wait till I get one, because I know I, when I grab one of your toys, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, daddy, wait, hold up, knock it off. So I want to see. How he reacts to him, but as far as us, again, I think it's more on her than me. I'm like, yeah, hey, I, I ain't got to do the work. I'm just there though. Like, yeah, what you need? Let me let me get that. Let me. No, you good? All right. <laughs> well, um, this this question that I'm gonna ask you next uh, actually came from one of my producers, but I thought it was so funny mm. that I had to ask you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> one of our producers wanted to know: Are you waiting for the day 
uh, when your oldest son, when he's a little older and he starts challenging your authority so you can get it in his face and ask him if he got heart. <laughs> Every day. See, but my firstborn, he's a thug. So I don't know how, you know, we'll just see how it is. I just, we don't hit our kid. We don't even do the timeout thing. We try to like talk to him. You like reason with him? I, I try to reason with him. And wow. I see, I see other, kid, other people talk about how they reason, talk about reason because before I had a kid and I'm like, so you beat him? You beat his ass. He'd be like, no, man, you got to like bribe him with things. You I'm like, bribe him? Shit. Now I find myself in there. All right, calm down. All right, you want the dinosaur? You don't want the, do you want some candy? You want some candy? You want some chocolate? Well, then calm down. I right, well, then get your ass. You know what I mean? And it, it, it is a re, it, now that I see that the lights are on, it's like, okay, cool. I've been waiting for the communication level to get up a little bit. You know what I mean? People say, oh, you gotta pop him. You mean pop him? You don't know what he's getting hit for. And I, you know, I, re I admit, I react sometimes. He grabbed me and pinched me. I was like, hey, man, don't do that. And he was like, what? And he started hitting himself like, what, like this? I said, damn. Oh, he's a little thug. I ain't, ain't going to be no touching him. And he's too big for all that shit. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> but to answer this question, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, when well, it's going to happen. You <laughs> got hard. going to be about two years. Yeah. He's a little thug. Well, yeah. they always say that boys, um, that they get to a certain point. I don't know if you did this with your own father, hmm. where y'all start feeling like, I could whoop my father ass. Oh, sure, sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. I was like uh, 20, I think it was <laughs> when it was. And I remember I was like, what? Poke my chest out and... Punched the cylinder of the car we were sitting in, and he didn't blink. And I was just like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna try that again." I mean, right? It was just I mean, like he didn't even really like to he, do anything. My father was smart though too, because he was like, he thought like I got into some trouble. Um, I had always had some guns and whatnot, and I got you know, caught up and got arrested. This and that, woo, woo, woo. and he had to talk like, "Come on, man, you could be better than that." And this and that, blah, blah, blah. and uh, I went ahead and you know I got rid of the guns or whatever it was, and then we got caught again. You know, and he came at me like, yeah, man, what, what, what's all this about? I was like, oh, no, we didn't get caught again. It was someone else who was riding. I was like, oh, I thought it was you because I was about to beat your ass. And I looked at him like, really? And he said, and if I didn't think I could take you, I'd have, I'd have somebody else with me to make sure we beat your ass. And I said, I can respect that. I can respect that. Because it still had me kind of poking my chest out like, all right, you know, you, know, you had to go get somebody. But at the same time, you know, he was letting it be known. Like, I'm going to get whatever it takes. As I said, did he give you the guns and butter speech? Is that he what did. He just basically what it was, you little biggest. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, but is it, uh, I mean, you know, with you having kids and you also mm. being, you know, you're you're a hip-hop artist too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how does that balance out? You know, you like the hip-hop dad or like... <laughs> no, nah, well, I mean, you know, I like, I always think I'm cool to him, but now, you know, you know, you never know. You know, now all that stuff that's cool that he's laughing at and shit, I mean, in a few years, he'll be like, Dad, if you don't knock it off, corny right. ass, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That is not lit and all this other shit. And I'm like, what is this word? You know, I mean, I play a dad on TV and it's funny, I find myself asking Bentley Kyle Jr., the same thing, like, okay, what is what is exactly what's capping? What's capping? What's cap? <laughs> cap like a twisted cap? Oh, lying! Oh, lying! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I knew that. I knew that. I was just trying to make sure. Make sure you knew. You knew, yeah. Right, you know, right, me and right. would both do that. Like, I don't know what's the the swipe. The what is this dance? And then, you know, and the girl, oh, it's this. We go, oh, okay, thanks. Now I feel older, but um, but yeah, no, it it, it it'll be fun as we approach that, which feels like it'll happen in a couple of years. It'll be grown and. Trying to borrow the car and shit. <laughs> um, so my, uh, uh, you know, based off my deep dive into your life and career, mm. uh, the show that was your favorite, your early favorite first rap song. Right? Well, it's the first song that I ever memorized. Okay. Um, and do you uh, still know the words? My best. Uh, excuse me, Dougie Fresh. <laughs> yes. Have you ever? Okay. Anyway, so when I when I first. It was the first song that I did. I memorized it, and we did it for fourth grade talent show. Me and me and a buddy of mine, and my brother 
also did it for a show. Remember a show called Putting on the Hits? I do. You remember that? Yeah. He took first place like two times in a row and then went for like the grand prize and then lost to somebody that could spin their head all the way around. But one of the judges produced The Exorcist and we always knew the fix was in. The fix was in. So then I did it. For, I swear to God, it's a true story. And then uh, and then I did it. And then, you know, he became an actor and then all of a sudden I became an actor. He's like, look, man, stop following me. Get your own. I was like, well, I can rap. Nigga, do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I spit some bars right now. Oh. No, but it's um, no, it, it's fun. And then, you know, a lot of stuff, it, like I said, it happened organically. I didn't know that I wanted to be an actor. My brother had me go pick up a script for him. His agent saw me. I brought it to him. She said, oh, wait, would you like to go out on some roles? Maybe drive nine. I don't know. Shit, well, then fine. Why not? And they sent me on two auditions in one day, and I booked one. And it was just like... Mom was like, all right, you can try it for a little bit, you know, and we'll just see where this goes. And a couple of years later, you know, I had a uh, regular show. So it was just, uh, it was fun. It was fun. was it hard um, to kind of, you know, have your own separate identity? Because I'm sure mm. you probably went through a period where you were probably tired of people being like, oh, yeah, that's Cuba Gooden's little brother. Yeah, I told you about the, uh, oh, oh, I was about to say, I told you about the guns in the car, right? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did we touch on that already? Yeah, I was yeah. trying to shoot somebody. No. Um, yeah, well, you know, the fun thing was we... There's a huge gap. It's a it's nine years difference between my brother and I. You know what I mean? So it was like his people and my people. You know, I'm like the little brother. Gonna borrow your clothes. Gonna hang out with you. You know that type of thing. So we weren't neck and neck in that in that regard. And it, it was always a plus. It still is. It's always been a plus. It's never been a negative. Like that's your brother. Like are you kidding me? You know, if I go into an audition room, it's not like oh ooh, he won an Oscar. It's pressure, huh? Shit. They'd be like um. Gooding, you wouldn't happen to be. I said, yeah, it's my brother. Oh my God, I love him. Please, icebreaker. You know, now everybody's cool and relaxed, and then yeah, so you know, they never. You, know, you ain't gonna get the job. You still got auditioning, but um, but I do love your brother. You know, it was a great icebreaker. <laughs> like great, thanks. Yeah, like, That's cool. That's cool. Can we go back to the scene now? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also interesting because you, uh, you know, because you do your own music, mm-hmm. and in thinking about it, I mean, you've worked with a lot of really good music names, really big music names on screen. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, have you thought about doing some collabos I, with them? I have. I have a couple of people I said, I'm going to keep these in my back pocket until until later. You okay. know, this first album, I had to kind of J. Cole it, just get my 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 big O out there. Let them know what my hip hop is. You know, you know, I start the album, I'm talking about my son. I do one called Better Me and I'm talking about, you know, it's kind of a double dedication to my father who had just recently passed and then him, like the things he taught me back to, you know what I mean? And then it uh, transitions into um, the single called Swim, which is kind of about the life and the business, how people want to see you, you know, they'd rather they'd rather see you drown, you know, just to find out if you could swim type of thing, you know what I mean? Then it kind of transitions into a song about uh, the excuse, which is me answering questions about my career, my life, and touching, touching on being in Baby Boy and stuff like that. And then it progressively gets more and more hip hop, as I like to call. It. Like it ends with a song called Homage, which is more up tempo, and I'm spitting like Busta, and I'm going fast. People are going, "Oh my goodness, I don't know you can rhyme like that," you know. So now, now as I go forward, it's like, all right, let's get some collabs in here. Let's call in some, you know. So I've been taking some meetings and hollering at some people. We got some good stuff planned. So okay. I get this. Uh, Look at that. Baby right there. She calling right now. She's like, are you still there? Like, phone light up. Uh-oh. Everything. Don't worry. We, we... we still talking, baby. We wrapping it up. We wrapping it up. Everything all right? She's like, all right. Oh, I can hear it in her voice. Okay. As long as she has not had the baby. <laughs> right, right, right. right. You're in the right. nothing, is you? Okay, okay, we're good. Let's keep it going. Um, well, is there anybody who's on your dream list that you would love to work with, music-wise? Oh, music? Yeah, music-wise. Mm, music. Yeah, man. Um... I like I like J Cole a whole lot. Um, I you know I, I think we can we can put our heads together and really work out something fun. Um, 
Uh, Eminem is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, his execution is crazy. You know, I, I don't know. We have similar things to talk about, but we can find a common ground and get down. Um, Busta Rhyme, E Forty, these are cats that shaped my hip hop. You know what I mean? So I would love to get down with them. Mm, all right. Well, you never know. Um, before uh, I get you out of here, it's a little game I like to play mm. with the contestants here on Jamel Hill is Unbothered. A <laughs> uh, game I call this or that. You got two choices. Mm. Not four choices, not six choices. <laughs> Don't invent a choice. Okay. Don't bring in a choice. Got you got two choices. Multiple choices. I like that. All right. Two choices. Oh, two choices. Not even multiple. Not even multiple. <laughs> one two. and one is two. One and one. Two. <laughs> okay. Couple choices. Okay. Right? Um, and just keep in mind that the fate of human existence depends on your answers. Understand. So, okay. As long as you got that. I can do honest. Now we can do... Just don't ask me why, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm asking why. Okay. <laughs> uh, this or that. Greatest Laker ever, Magic or Kobe? Yes. He's just staring at what? me right now. What? Who does that? Yes. Who it's called this or that. that? Is this one or that one? You said greatest? Great. Oh. So if you put... Yeah, they're both Lakers too. Damn. Dun, dun. Greatest as in See, I, I, mm, basketball I, I, skill, mm, mm, mm. achievements See, we, we as a person <laughs> on the court, However off you define the court, being iconic, a, a great legendary, Laker. great all and around. And I just apologize I to Kareem. I'm sorry. <laughs> as much as Laker can be, yeah. we brought you this uh -huh. guy, LeBron, who's going to uh -huh. help. That's cold. I've never been asked that before. Not even at a bar like that. Uh, there's, there's no way you can't say magic. I mean, you say greatest Laker ever. It's yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, come on. He's, okay. just, he's done so much for the I, Lakers. I feel like you even though, you're reluctantly that was tough. saying that. That was probably this. the hardest question ever okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I've ever been asked <laughs> ever. All right. Let's see what you have next. Follow uh, that one up. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I'll take the pressure off slightly. No, um, pressure it up. Uh, more hated by the respective teams that you know you love. Is mm. it uh, you hate the Falcons more? Or the Celtics more? Celtics. Oh, that's easy. Okay. And the Falcons. And I ain't worried about the Falcons either. They, they getting beat all day. Yeah. Ooh, oh. yeah Celtics, I mean, Saints Celtics. fans, people don't know that Saints-Falcons rivalry. No, that's real. I was, it's real. I was like, if we would have went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, there would have been some, like, no punchline deaths. That would have been awful. Yeah, it would have been. For us to go there yeah. and win it in Atlanta? Oh, no. That would have been a problem. Mm. Celtics, easy. Go. Okay. Snoop Ice Cube. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, that's a dog. That's my dog. That's my dog. Snoop. Snoop. Oh, yeah. Snoop. All right. All day. You All know, right. I did uh, uh, Barbershop the Series with uh, Ice Cube, which was really fucking dope. <laughs> it was fun to, you know, kind of get his take on how to play like this. Oh, right, you right, nigga. Let me, you know, I'm going to <laughs> I'm I'm just put my spin on it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, boys in the hood or baby boy? Baby boy. Bo uh, boy. Wait a minute. You made me tell you. Why are you talking so fast? Why are you talking so fast? I said boys in the hood or baby boy? Baby boy. Wait. All right. So if I do, I get another chance because oh. baby boy keep coming out my mouth. Uh, <laughs> baby boy. Next. Go. Okay. Ripper like a baby. All right. This is the final one. Mm -hmm. Save the the last one. I want to make the hardest. Okay. Would you rather see, or if you can only pick one, one thing, one of these to happen this year? Ooh. Lakers win a title or the Saints Ooh, win a Super Bowl. Oh, you would do that to me, you dirty, dirty dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's mean. I know. Ooh, that, I dude, know. that's fate of the world right there. That's fate of the world. Ah, because one's running out of time and one's, one's got so many is greedy. But if we don't win, it's come on. That's mean. Ooh. 
If I had to, I'd have to. Oh my god, I had. I had. Oh no. Ah, uh, only because. Oh, and the blood, the purple and the gold is running. It's gonna leak out of my veins right now. But it it had it, 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 God, I can't even say it. I know what I want to say. It's just not coming out my mouth. If I have to pick one, I have to. I have. To, I have. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints, the Saints. Because <gasps> you the Saints. I have to. If I had to have one win it this year, this it'd year have to be the Saints. If I can only pick, one. okay. Because if we don't, if the Lakers don't win this year, this definitely happening next year. Okay, so you we got you're time. looking at it from we the standpoint time. of more time. Yeah, Drew Brees is he won right. two years, so we yeah. I, we need to who that one. He only got one. Right. We got to get one more. <laughs> okay. If I had to pick one, and I knew one of them was gonna win, then I'd say, oh, well, come on, give it to the Saints. Let's get two. Okay, and then. uh he gonna get one more on the way out. At least get him three. We'd be nice. All right, we all looking good. We look good. Uh, we look good. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy stepped up. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Teddy like don't trip. I didn't know I was coming in right now. He was like <laughs> Willie Beeman. Like whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me throw him in the trash can. Relax. I got this. I got this. Now, now who I'm real proud of is Sean Payton because mm-hmm. I was on the fence with that guy. A couple of choices he made. Now I want to say this real quick. I wasn't as mad about the call as I was about Sean's call to throw the damn ball. Why are we throwing the fucking ball in the first place? Okay. So you weren't mad at the, the re- no. I know the result obviously I mean, got yeah. that reaction. But, but I was right when we when he caught the pass. I said, oh, we got it. We good. He's going to run it out, kick the ball. We done. Did you just throw the ball? Why are we throwing the ball? He threw it again? I hope somebody audible. No, none of them, you know, they're not going to throw each other on the bus. Well, I called this. He did that at the line. No, no. You know you should have been running that ball. And then the pass interference obviously was atrocious, but why are we there? Uh, well, I, I just, <laughs> I fear for the safety of any NFL official that goes to New Orleans because it's See, the, the, hatred, dr- oh. the hatred for yeah, the officials for are real. Yeah. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Um, well, look, Omar, thank you so much thank uh, you. for coming by spending this time and you know the listeners won't get this part of it but I feel the need to say it is that um he was even more gracious with his time because I had to interrupt our podcast do another interview <laughs> and Omar graciously uh waited so I I appreciated that and no thanks for turning this somewhat into a sports podcast yeah right on I've yeah. been trying to do this at every interview and, you know what I'm saying bounce yeah. guys looking at me like mother <laughs> we got we got the mentions in there and again yes. season seven Family time, family time, Bounce Air TV, tonight. Bounce TV. Make sure that you catch him for sure. It's on Wednesday nights, right? Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. Class. All right. Make Nine sure class. you catch him. All right. Uh, he's getting out of here, but I'm still sticking around. Y'all know what's coming up next. Fuck it. I'm bothered. There's a small part of me that's going to feel a little bad about this installment of Fuck It, I'm Bothered because I'm also talking about Jesus and it just feels weird to drop an F-bomb so closely to saying Jesus. But Fuck It, I'm Bothered because Nike has reached a new low. Though some might say they have reached the most high. Nike announced a new sneaker called Jesus Shoes which are Air Max 97s that have been filled with holy water and scented with frankincense. And get this, these bad boys are selling for $1,425 American dollars, not rubles. And they're already sold out. This is called when commercialism goes wrong. I know Jesus is looking down at us right now and thinking, Y'all really are making me rethink this whole coming back thing. 
I'm willing to bet that some of the same people who cop these holy water 97s ain't been to church since Jesus was a baby. Folks going to be walking around with Air Jesuses and don't know an Ephesians from a Corinthian. Couldn't name you one and a half disciple if the future of the planet depended on it. And look, I love the Lord. God knows I do. But $1,400 for that much money, I better be able to moonwalk on water and turn tap water into wine. Woo, child, the ghetto. Stay unbothered. Jamel Hill is Unbothered is produced by Spotify Studios and Unbothered Inc. and recorded and edited by Rich Burner and Cadence 13. Ashley Van Horn is our head of talent. Evan Dick is our executive producer. Jesse Burton is the executive producer for Spotify. And Denise Holly is the program manager. Our theme music is provided by Corey Greenleaf and Ben Darwish. You can find more from me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamel Hill. <laughs>